bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh yeah, look at that. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show on the air everywhere. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, all is well in the world, you guys. This is a cool show featuring Rosetta Hall. I feel like it's a, like a team meeting. Isn't it cool? They're all together yep. tonight. And putting a smile on your face will bring you right to the show. Donovan Green, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you doing today? I'm well as well. I'm just right here doing what everybody else should do, heading on over to Facebook. We're streaming live as well on Facebook. And I'm so glad that all of you have joined us. And uh, if you'll do exactly what I'm doing, just share it to your personal Facebook page and let everybody know that we're screaming from the mountaintops that there's a new place on the horizon, it's called Rosetta Hall. It's in Boulder, the People's Republic of Boulder. Sure is. They were just announced to allow, just allowed to announce it yesterday. Yeah, we officially Big deal. announced yesterday yep. after uh, we've been working on it for almost three years now, under construction for over a year, uh, and almost complete. Wow. It's a real exciting project. There's a lot behind the property, a lot behind the chefs. A lot of culture in Boulder, as we know, one of the big food meccas, really the natural food mecca of the United States right now. Where do we begin, um, Donna? Yep. I mean, start from the beginning, just like Alice in Wonderland. Sure. Is that a hall? Well, first of all, for our company, uh, we, you know, mentioning the natural foods industry in Boulder, our company uh, really came out of the natural foods industry. So we originally started the largest media company uh, in the natural foods industry, uh, New Hope Natural Media. You don't know I've been working with your dad for about 25 years. I did not know that. <laughs> yes. Have you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. He's your uh, dad's age. I ran into him the other day at the kitchen. Uh, with uh, Mark Retzloff and I were having some lunch, and uh, your dad was there um, sure. with another one of his good friends. Because Boulder's a real tight community, sure. right? I Absolutely. Mean, so. And that was actually, it was, uh, you know, the whole person that started this journey was uh, the chairman of the board of Whole Foods, um, John Elstrott, who he connected us first with uh, St. Rock Market in New Orleans, which kind of pioneered the modern food hall in the United States. So that's kind of where the, the whole thing started with. And then we've also uh, owned and operated the Boulder Theater for about 25 years. So there's a strong entertainment component to this as well. Unbelievable. Just uh, pillars of the community, actually. And so yeah. uh, thankful to have you here today. And as we're going to go down the, the roster of chefs that you have in the food hall, I kind of want to just, you, you talk about food halls. And, and sure. I haven't been, and I, no one's really been. Brunson's been. Because he's got a place in there. Brunson will be up next in the next segment. Sure. And uh, Folsom Foods is the name of his. Um, I, and that's what I want to know. What's the layout like? Food halls are a lot more prevalent, sure. a, as you know. And a lot of people are doing them, but they need to be done well. Absolutely. Obviously, you feel it's a concept that has not outdone itself. When I was a kid no. here growing up in Denver, there was something called the Yum Yum Tree. Yeah, yeah, the Yum Yum Tree. And yeah. the Yum Yum sure. Tree, you go in there, and as a kid, you know, I, it, it seemed massive to me at the time. And you had other locations to pick from. Yep. But it kind of seemed like a, you know, mall food court kind of atmosphere. But they've matured so much in the mm-hmm. food hall uh, sector. So how do you, what are you doing at Rosetta? A hall uh, is beautiful from what I understand. Rooftop. What are the components that you have that you needed to have 
to put together to have this great haul? Sure, that's a great question. Uh, before we started this journey, about two and a half years, we did a survey, a global survey of probably over 50 different food halls around the world. A lot of them started really in Madrid. I mean, there have been different ones around the, the country, the old Ferry Building, Faneuil Hall in Boston, but uh, the modern movement really started uh, post-2008 after the financial crash in Madrid as a lot of the old central markets closed down and people were price conscious and they went to the you know, Aldi's and the, you know, the Safeways and the Kroger's of Spain, essentially. And a lot of the mom and pop operations in the central markets closed down and that opened up new spaces uh, for young restaurateurs to open up. So uh, Madrid was really the heart of it all that really inspired us a lot. Uh, so in, in going around the, the world, really, we focused a lot on the Netherlands as well as Spain and then all throughout the United States, especially I mentioned New Orleans, which is has an incredible food scene there. Um, and we what saw, was it about those venues? What did, yeah, what did you see? The, I mean, the main things we saw, the first thing is the food. It's just the food, the food, the food, the quality of the food. And when you eliminate a lot of the barriers to entry, you got, you know, one of my favorite ones is in Madrid. It's uh, Anton Martin, where you had um, these these incredibly affordable spaces. And you had, you know, three cool girls from, from Tokyo open a little sushi place. And then a Sicilian guy open up an antipasti place. There was no barrier to entry. Uh, and so that was the secondary thing is you had to have the best food and you had to reduce the barrier to entry so that anybody could could come in and do it. And that's really what we do at, at Rosetta Hall. So we view ourselves like a record label in a certain way. We take away all the barriers to entry. So uh, there's no rent for any of the chefs. We provide them all their working capital. Uh, we do all their kind of grunt work, all the accounting, accounts payable, bill pay, uh, everything like that, um, uh, just to, to give them a, a venue and a voice so that they can share their food and also to create a financial model where people can source sustainably. That's the other thing that drives great food is great ingredients. And, and how do you, especially in, in a difficult financial model and time, uh, you know, pay for really high quality ingredients? So everything that we've done is how to put the best chefs in, regardless of you know whether they have any access to capital. Support them as much as they can, so they don't they can make the most creative decisions, and then give them the ability to to buy great ingredients and, and serve it in a beautiful environment. And Donovan, let me ask you about that concept. Yeah. I'm loving it right. where you're going. Sure. You're going to be the first to open in Boulder with a food hall. That's correct, yep. Okay, and that's a big deal. And you're down on the addresses? Uh, 1109 Walnut Street. So, okay. So uh, right there, a block off Pearl Street. Nice. And and what are the bigger plans for you guys there? Because you're going to be bringing in, you have a bar that's going to service everybody. I love the fact that you're not charging any rent and you're doing that all for the chefs. Is there a timeline? Do you, do, are, do you as a chef, do I only get 12, 18 months? And then you're going to push me out and make no, me go no. do my own thing? No, absolutely not. A lot of these places, they just have their own, it's a living, breathing organism, and it has its own life cycle. So some people, you know, if they want to move out and do their own brick and mortar in 12 or 18 months, that's fine. Um, everything we do is all at will, so it's relationship-based real estate instead of the traditional lock people into a, you know, a, a long lease with a high rent. Um, everything has to be at will, basically. Is so, anyone else doing that model? I mean, that's really, I mean, in my opinion, very progressive sure. with real estate and restaurants. Sure. So it was started by uh, Will Donaldson at St. Rock Market in Miami in the St. Rock neighborhood in 2014, I think, is when they launched. That's the first time we saw that. And as a result, what you got was just incredible food. I mean, it all comes back to that. How do you have the best food possible? And they did this flat percentage-based thing that um, nobody got turned away because they didn't have the capital to start up. We've taken it a step further where we do a lot more back office support. And as you know, as one of our suppliers, you know, we are the person that pays you. So we, we pay for all labor, all uh, ingredient costs, basically, um, to facilitate that. That's, wow. That is it's so an, awesome, It's an man. interesting model. And from what I understand, it's very turnkey. 
Totally turnkey, yeah. We provide all the kitchen equipment. We service everything. Everything that's binary grunt work, we wash your dishes. We do your credit card processing, your accounting, your every single thing that that isn't your core you know, your core mission, which is to turn out great food, sure. train great staff, buy great ingredients. And that's where we're totally hands off. We don't have any, um, you know, creative, you know, you're the band, not us. We're yeah. we're here to give you the stage and put the audience in front of you. Well, let me, I got an interesting question sure. on the we're business side, Greg. Okay, here, I'll wait for my question. Let's no, 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 here's what I, and Donovan, you're such a, uh, just a gracious guy. He said, listen, I am really, I don't want to take a bow here. I'm not the star, the star of the chefs. I, I like to focus on them. But Justin Brunts is coming up next. We need help Fantastic. with Fantastic. We need help. Will you stick around just sure. for one more segment? Absolutely. All right, let's say and, and keep that question. Yep. Do you want to do a setup for it? Well, the next financial the next question. step. Well, yeah, we're going to ask some financial. I, because I think it's a really interesting business model. Sure. So I want to tee that up because I want to ask about performance on the other side. Because there's one thing you guys are performing. You've created the space. Yep. And then I've got a question about that. So, But next, we're going to bring in Justin Brunson. His place is Folsom Food in Boulder. That's a new a new establishment for him. It's going to be great. I've already seen he's hiring people. One of the other things that I would give you kudos on is I'm looking around the web. You guys are helping these guys get their, get their help in there. I can see that already on your website, so that is awesome. It just launched today. I would go look at their website now, and if I can jump over there myself, I think it's, uh, do you know it off the top of your head? It's rosettahall.com, and if you're interested in applying for a position, it's staff.rosettahall.com, where we take any, you know, anyone that's interested in working for any of our chefs at the hall. Do your homework while we're on the break. Go check it out. This is on the horizon. When's the opening? Early October. Early October. That's correct. Just around the corner. Yes, sir. No problem with that. The voice of Donovan Green, and we'll take a break. We'll come right back from Studio Kitchen Colorado. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. So what's the deal with Belgian beers? Why are they so popular? Well, for starters, Belgium is a country the size of Maryland that produces more than 800 different beers, the greatest number of original beer styles on the planet. And they are amazing. At Brews Beers, badass Belgian-style beers are our thing, and we do them like no one else. All the classics, like doubles, triples, quads, and wit beers, plus our own Belgian-inspired creations. Sour beers, fruit beers, and wood-aged beers. Brews Beers is at 67th and Pecos in Midtown. We have food trucks daily or bring in whatever you like, including your dog, who is always welcome inside or outside on our large patio. Check us out on social media or on our website at brewsbeers.com. That's Brews Beers, B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, just 10 minutes north of downtown. The place to go for badass Belgian-style beers. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones 
antibiotics or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the goods. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. Carly, we love you too, and you did a bang-up job down at the Potato Festival at Monte Vista, Colorado this last week. Yep. She'll be cooking tomorrow, actually. And in yeah, in uh, Palisade Wine Festival tomorrow. Ooh, look at this. And burger. then we'll be that we'll be in Palisade next week, folks. We will be in Grand Junction for the Grand Junction Food and Wine Festival next week, broadcasting live next week from where are we broadcasting, Greg? Isn't it but Ben 707? Ben 707. That's right, Josh Nuremberg. We can do that. This that place is great. Yeah. This yeah, segment brought awesome. to you by Rocker Spirits. Thank you, Rocker Spirits, and their delicious food that they've added with Chef Chito. Chef Chito Ariola back from the U.S. Open in New York, and uh, he's at Rocker Spirits tonight. So if you want a good time, go down to Rocker Spirits. Rejoining the show, and uh, this is a cool one. <laughs> Donovan Green rejoins us, and he's a, he's a friend of ours. We love him. Um, makes an appearance here, supports the show, and that means so much to us, Chef Justin Brunson. Yo, what's up? He's, he's, bu- he's busy taking photos yeah, I was right now. Rosetta Hall, that's what we're talking about. It's a new food hall in Boulder. It, does, am I bastardizing it by calling it a food hall? No, I think that's a Donovan. great term. Yeah, sure. okay, that's good. what people are comfortable with, absolutely. Yeah, I think they are comfortable with that. And before we broke off, Brian, you wanted to get into a little bit of the economics or performance portion yes. of how that works because the model, just to recap, is Rosetta Hall supplies everything. It's a turnkey, all the equipment. They even give you... Um, um, employees and ingredients. I don't know. Yep. We don't uh, give them the employees. You don't, they don't yeah. give them the employees, so but the me, accounting. Yeah. They give them the back okay, office you're stuff. Like, yeah. You're not getting employees. We, which we are, manage all your payroll for you, basically. Gotcha. And we pay all your employees. Yeah. Yep. And, and makes it easier to do what you do best. Cook. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what chefs really want to do. They just want to come in and cook food, make people happy. And with this system that they put together, it's. I mean, it makes it a no-brainer for guys like me to come in here and open up a food stall and make great food and just worry about making great food. These guys 
are going to help us run the business part of it. Uh, it's going to be a great partnership. We're really excited. But well, Donovan, and, yeah. theoretically, and this is a question you wanted to ask, Brian. Sure. If, if Justin's not performing, or how do you how do you measure it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure Justin's going to perform no matter what. I'm not worried about that. I'm all that, about performance. So uh, it's interesting. When you look at the macroeconomic trends in the food hall industry, the first thing, um, you know, real estate developers look at uh, is pizza, taco, burger. So when anybody puts together a food hall of which, you know, there's probably 600 under development, there were 80 in like 2014, 2015. There's 400 currently. They're popping up everywhere. And the first thing people do is pizza, taco, burger. And a lot of people rush in, and that's the first thing they want to do. And that's great. And we've got the best burger in Denver ever. and Colorado ever. ever. Uh, which, uh, which we just showed. But so the performance metrics are different. There isn't just, and there shouldn't be just one line where, unless you have 500,000 in sales a year or whatever arbitrary number you choose, um, you want to have, most important thing again, the food, the food, the food, an incredible array and diversity of food because you don't want to go to a food hall that's got 10 burger stalls or, or just pizza taco burger. So, you know, whoever's doing the West African stall, and I hope you have the best West African stall in the United States of America, um, it's going to be different performance metrics. They're not going to sell the, amount, the same amount of food as someone that's selling, you know, a, a double burger or incredible kind of yeah. Roman-style sheet pan yeah. pizza. So it's first thing is the person putting out great food. Are they pleasant to work around? Uh, and then there are some basic numbers that, you know, are they hitting, you know, and there's no hard and fast rule around it, but it's just is it working or not? It's more of a feeling than a hard number. Yeah, heard. Um, Justin, for a guy like you who's very controlling, you love to control every aspect of your business, my friend. How do you go into a situation like this and say that this is worthwhile for something that you do within your concepts? Um, I think the first part is partnership. And, uh, I mean, these guys are awesome. It's been so great to work with uh, Donovan so far. Like, the most professional person I've ever worked with at a restaurant setting that's not our team. So, I mean, I'm, he's, he's more anal than I am, which is pretty awesome and we are looking forward to it so um you know it's just all about partnership and you know i can't wait to get this thing up and going and just cooking some food for folks so well, justin so giving him the seal of approval i gotta say greg because of the fact that you know here's a man with you know how many this brick and mortars number, already number six yeah so you six. he's already not I, I wouldn't say perfected but he's definitely got it down well. and he knows what he's doing it looks like to I go and do a partnership like this with somebody <laughs> brand new that's a big deal, Donovan. Yeah. I, I mean, that says a lot about your what you are doing and your business acumen there with Rosetta Hall. Well, how did that come together, guys? Uh, Justin, did you put your hand up, or did uh, Donovan, did you seek out kind of this uh, center point that is a Brunson? Sure. We got introduced through a mutual friend, Julian um, Hitchcock, who's one of the top food hall consultants in the United States, put together one of the first food halls, Gotham West Market in New York City, and it was a mutual friend that uh, introduced us. So what do you do with, and I'm just looking at your roster here, and, and believe me, I'm sure they're going to have illustrious careers, but sure. I don't know any of them. I don't know any yeah. of the chefs, which is great. I, and those are some of the best chefs, right? Truly. Mm -hmm. So here, here you have Brunson, readily yep. known, uh, sure. another pillar of our community. Uh, how, how do you place those, how do you put the puzzle together? How, do you, how did you pick and choose? Did you have more applicants than... How did you put that process Sure. Together? So we had about 50 people that we uh, auditioned for, for the different spots wow. that we have. Again, the main thing that we just looked at is who are the best chefs that had the best concepts? And then once a certain slot was filled, it was, you know, what were the other options that we had? And, you know, everyone in here has... Um, you know, has had a great career. Most of them, unlike, you know, Boxcar Coffee and Justin, um, have not had their own thing before. Ginger Pig as well has, you know, best food truck in Denver mm -hmm. in 2018. Uh, but for the other seven spots, really, a lot of them have, you know, come up in Michelin-starred 
Kitchen, there are James Beard award-winning places and things like that, or I've just that. been at you know, restaurants that have an incredible program and, and had a great pedigree. And, you know, when we did tastings with them or worked with them, uh, you know, the quality of the food was just off the charts. So it's an incubator of sorts as well. Sure. You're incubating ideas and cultivating chefs. It really makes it great for young chefs coming up that want to do their own thing. Like, I mean, you come in, everything's taken care of as far as equipment. You have a partner to take care of the finance because most chefs aren't. No. They're not business people. Right. We're chefs, right? Yeah, we cook right. food for a living, and it's gonna be—it's gonna be such a great place for people to come into, get their name out, you know, and and grow. You know, who knows what could? You come into Rosa, Rosetta Hall with a food stall. Next thing you know, you could have a chain of restaurants. You yeah. know, so it's—it's it's really great for the chef end of it as well. Well, Justin, you've got a marquee name, and one of the things I was gonna say to Greg is—is is a lot of these other people though have been behind the scenes yeah. for the marquee chefs. Yeah. And so that's one thing that's cool because like you look around these this room, I mean like Aaron. Yeah. He he has done incredible stuff with a little pizza joint, you know, that is not a little pizza joint anymore. Yeah. Um you know and then well and the, even just or uh, is it Joseph Lee? You know, he was at the kitchen for a year but he yeah. had his he had another big gig out in New York City. Right. He from, was at the Standard. You'll so. hear from Natasha Hess here in just a few, and Little Rich has her in the Little Rich corner, which we're going to go to them in just a minute. But she, she um, chefed or studied under Chef Carrie Baird as well and, and, and many others. So I love this model of sure. it's kind of your comeuppance. Well, one other point I'd like yes, to make, sir. too, is we've also, in the background, you know, built all our own restaurant software that runs this whole enterprise. We've got three database engineers on staff. We've got an extensive database, so we do a couple things with it of all the local suppliers of how to make it affordable for people to source locally and do all the ingredient costing uh, for them. So we, we help the chefs with all the ingredient costing and recipe costing, and then also with theoretical labor schedules. So any of that kind of nuts and bolts you know, database, uh, you know, spreadsheet work is we do it for them and with them in partnership. What if a chef insists on some of their own sourcing? Well, it's, it, to the chefs all are sourcing from different places and they're 100% in charge of that. I'm really stoked because there's some places and farms that they're going to bring to the table that I don't even know. Yeah. You know, like to me, that's super cool. Justin, you know? they're all going to have River Bear, aren't they? <laughs> well, we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, before we break off, it's 6.30 on 6.30 KHOWER, iHeart I Radio Station at Studio Kitchen Colorado and Donovan Green and Chef Justin Brunson talking about Rosetta Hall. But, Justin, for somebody um, of your caliber in in where we are here in Denver, um, do you, did you need another concept to go with what is this part of your mad strategy of building and 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 are these types of things that really the pickings that you look for uh, i mean i love the food hall i'm part of two of them right now uh denver central market and the broadway market i love the sense of community i love being around other chefs and having fun it's so much fun and what a cool place to take you know i just had 15 family members in town and we, you know, we went down to the food halls, and what a cool place to take people. Everybody can get a drink. All the food's affordable. Everybody gets what they want. Like, I love the food hall model, um, and we are so stoked to be getting up into Boulder. Like, I've wanted to open a restaurant in Boulder for the last five years, so this is a, a great opportunity for us, and we can't wait to get up there. All right, we're going to take yep. a break and come back and talk to Justin about what are you cooking up? most basic thing and you have so many great things when if you go down old major royal rooster and and just throughout your con uh, is masterpiece are you going to take a, a mitch and a match i don't know what you're going to do but we'll sure. come back donovan you want to stick around one more 
<laughs> it's up to you. So One more. Yes, need. Donovan Green's going to stick around with us. This is fantastic. Okay, uh, the whole show, man, it's not often that we dedicate this just to one thing. You know, where well, are but you? this is a big deal, this man. Is... The fact that food halls and th- here's something to think about during the break, folks. The malls are disappearing, but what's so cool is the food court out of the mall has taken on its own life. Sure. And it's taken on a life that no one would ever expect. But food you and actually want to eat. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, we yeah. took we took the food court out of a mall and it made it something that was worth going to. Yeah. And that's I think that's super cool. Absolutely. All right, a break from our with our sponsors. Please listen to our sponsors. These are the guys that we have handpicked that keep this programming on the air for you every single week. We encourage you through our vetting process. You know they're the best of the best. If there's something that strikes your fancy, please. Use their uh, products or their services. It means so much to us. Right now, we'll take a break from Studio Kitchen Colorado, and we'll throw it over to Little Rich in the Little Rich Corner on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials the spice guy spices and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory mesquite oak pecan cherry apple peach maple grape and a variety of blends hit their website proudsoulsbbq.com for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals for the best in barbecue locally owned and operated on 25th and federal there are guys proud souls barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's Pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're a little rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
going to add another name to that, Jake. Folsom Foods at Rosetta Hall. Yeah, well, I mean, we Hold can it. add five more to it. I think, yeah, <laughs> there's, only, I think there's only two on there. but Weird, he's on the show tonight, too. He's slipped that right in there. That's fantastic. <laughs> Back to Studio Kitchen, Colorado, talking about Rosetta Hall. A new food hall opening up in Boulder, Colorado. And Donovan Green here with us, along with Chef Justin Brunson. And uh, when we broke off, we came back and we said, we're going to talk about food because, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Delicious food. I, I kind of said earlier that this is like a staff meeting to where all the staff's trying everybody else's food, which is cool. I mean, that's really neat to have, just the collaboration of minds that come together. And that sense of unity and community, which Rosetta Hall is really built around, is uh, the, the standpoint of, here it is, Brian. You know, we all come to work together. We're doing different concepts of food. We're hoping that everybody likes it, and we're going to all build each other up as a team within the hall. That's fantastic. But a common theme of good food and good ingredients that are, Absolutely. you know, locally and sustainably sourced, that's a big deal, man. Justin, what Yo. are you going to be doing up there? What's on your menu? Uh, so we are the American stall. <laughs> I cook American food. I'm an American. I grew American. up in Iowa. An American dish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a bunch of cool stuff. It's going to be a bit of a greatest hits. Um, so you'll see some food from Old Major, some food from the Rooster, some food from Culture, some food from Masterpiece Deli. Um, we're really going to focus on, you know, true classic American deli sandwiches. Um, but, of course, with my spin on them, so they're better. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do a burger, pastrami, roasted veg, turkey. Uh, we're going to have a breakfast program. I love breakfast sandwiches. Uh, it's my, I mean, the sandwich is like the perfect food, right? So like, if you say McMurray, I'm going <laughs> to die right here. <laughs> uh, then we're also going to do uh, meat oh, and cheese out. boards. Um, we're going to do... Uh, Are you? Yeah, you know, I love meat and cheese. Like, that's really my one of my... Like, you could sit down with a nice bottle of wine and some crusty bread, meat and cheese. Like, that. not, not too many things make me more happy than that so uh we're going to be using cheeses from colorado but also all over the world i don't want to get too like hey we can only use colorado product because there's so much beautiful sexy cheese out there i can't just keep it to colorado you know it wouldn't and in be the fair. world of cheese man. oh come on i mean Ooh. come on there's something about some french cheese yes cheeses from holland but we'll have some great colorado stuff um river bear american meats we'll have all of our salumi there we'll be using our turkey our roast beef our pastrami, you know, keeping it local. We're going to be using some great local farms. Well, uh, I think we're working out a, a bread program with our friend Kelly Whitaker over at Dry Storage. I did a tasting with him yesterday, and I'm like, if I'm going to come to Boulder, I should be using Boulder Bread, you know, like a, a Boulder Bread company. And, uh, um, you know, what they're doing at Dry Storage is amazing. You know, down here we use Marzix, and I love the Marzix, and it's going to be uh, – I, I, it, it's – but I'm in Boulder, and I need to support Boulder, a Boulder bakery, I feel Good like. Good for you, and, man. Good for you. You. Yeah. you. you keep saying the Boulder. And, and, yeah. and I get that. I'm a local guy, and, and Boulder has it. I call it the People's Republic of Boulder because yeah. they kind of stand alone. Yeah. Does that intimidate you at all, bringing different cuisines? No, let's your, do it, man. Yeah, let's I do love it. Boulder. I've always – I wish I could live in Boulder. It's beautiful up there. I don't need – I don't want to <laughs> – Well, but, Greg, don't you think someone like Justin's food is a little bit different? Because I've seen many people – people actually over my years really have a hard time of making the transition from Boulder to Denver 
but I think someone like with Justin, and he has a very classic style of food that can't go wrong anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have a hard time making a transition from Denver to Boulder at all. Well, I mean, burgers are universal. Yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, it's all, my, my, our food's all very simple. It's it's great. It's all about quality of ingredients, you know? Like, uh, like just uh, take this burger, you know, we're using Carter Country Beef. This is a seven-year-old cow program. They take breeding calves. They put them back on grass. They fatten up. A grass-fed cow won't put fat on until it's at least so five. So we've had that dude in here. What's yeah. his name from Carter? R.C. R.C. Carter and Mark Carter. Mm, who did we, we? So we had someone from Carter yeah. Country in here, and uh, they're old cows. Yeah, they it's a super sustainable program. That's why I kind of got into it, and then I tasted the product, and I was like, whoa. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, they. so it's a seven-year-old cow. It's got tons of fat in it. They hang the whole carcass for 60 days, um, and then they grind them. Their steaks are great. Um, I won Best Burger the last two years in a row using their burger. Uh, it's awesome. It's got a little funk to it. It's sustainable. It's cool. You get to take these breeding cows that, you know, instead of just wasting them and them yeah. going into, like, an animal feed or something like that, they're going to get consumed by humans, yeah, let's you know? Eat them. And they're so awesome. Yeah. The yeah, steaks just, that come off these things are ridiculous. I just tasted that, and that is – you would you would think that that is not yeah. seven year old cow yeah. at all. Now if I mean, it was Jay, I wouldn't compliment him. <laughs> we just don't compliment each other. But Justin, yeah, Jay, go ahead. Oh no, I was just I had my headset off and running, so I came back to yeah. uh, if it was Jay, I wouldn't. And I said, uh, well, now wait a minute, now let's not lose our heads. What, what, what are we talking about? Jay, three but, people have come by and said this is the best burger I've had. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's knows, he, he knows what he's, what he's doing. He knows yeah. what he's doing. I'm a he fat guy. It. I like cheeseburgers. <laughs> I mean, come on. But, Justin, is it? let, let me ask you, a lot of chefs are mixing other things in with their, their hamburger grind. Yeah. Is this a pure it's beef, a, or are you putting anything else in there? This is 100% grass-fed beef uh, from seven-year-old cows. Super sustainable, man. This is That's what got me into this. I'm all about sustainability. And I, these guys are out of Wyoming. They're not a Colorado company. I consider this a local food. If, you know, like uh, if, if if it's within a day's drive, you know, there's yeah. you know there's hyper local, which is yeah. you know here in Denver, and then there's the state of Colorado, and then there's the states around us, because we are in a high mountain desert here. Yes, we are. You yes, know? We, are. we yes. are in a high mountain desert, and we can't really grow some things here as well as they can in some of our neighboring states. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, everyone needs to realize this is one thing I always talk about when people say local. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I'm as local, local, local. Yeah. I beat the drum oh, all yeah. the time. But the reality is, is you want an avocado, you want an orange, yeah. you want an apple in the middle of the summer. Totally. You want you want strawberries in the winter. Oh yeah. There's one place you're not going to get them from, and it's Colorado. And so we have to be open-minded to yeah. eating more regionally. Yeah. In my opinion, is what it's about. Yeah. Um, and I look at regional circles during the time of year, and because there's some time of year we can get everything from Colorado, but then there's other times of years. You know, I love myself a, a nice champagne mango, an all-tuafo mango. You, you ain't getting that in Colorado. Okay, before we break off, I want to do this. And since we have you with us, Donovan Green, um, I, I just here's your babies. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but there's all of them. Can you can you spend 20 seconds on each one and what you're looking forward to with their cuisine? Sure. And we're going to be um, actually interviewing a lot of these folks as they come up, but that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have yeah. them all memorized? I, think. I do. You can oh, put you me do? On the okay. Spot. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, right off the bat at Folsom Foods, I, you know, to have. I think this is one of the best hamburgers I've ever had, and I've been up and spent, you know, a lot of time with with RC Carter up in Wyoming, and it starts with a great product, and he's 
an incredible, you know, person and human, and uh, and his mom runs the a great little local motel up there as well. Uh, so I think all the American classics. Next up is uh, Modu Jatea. I think I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. He's um, uh, born in Gambia. His uh, mother ran a street food stall there. He moved out to Lyons uh, a couple of years ago, and he's doing an incredible West African program. So um, it's going to be like a peanut butter, uh, you know, lamb stew. Uh, we've got a, a Geechee boy grits, a po' boy. Then next up is Petite Flores. So it's Julia Wierks, who's from Boulder, uh, Malibu originally, and then went to high school here. She just moved back from Amsterdam and Paris. She was there for seven years. Uh, she was at um, uh, a really famous uh, bonbon place there, Pacini Bonbon on Stahlstraat, just doing classic kind of Italian-style bonbons with a Dutch spin on them. So she's doing... Belgian chocolate cake, a whole vegan soft serve program, a lot of really incredible food from her. And then uh, we've got a, a, a former chef from Frosca named Dustin Brandt, who's doing the French stall confit. Um, and it's a lot of kind of casual takes on French food to make it more accessible and less intimidating to people, but with a really fine presentation on it. Um, I think his beef bourguignon cassoulet is incredible, as well as the... Uh, God, he does a cauliflower gratin that's vegan and is off the charts, and you wouldn't know that it's vegan at all. Um, uh, next up, we've got you know Natasha Hess, Ginger Pig. Uh, she lived in China and speaks Chinese. That's one of the ways that she and I bonded. Wow. I lived there for several years and worked there uh, and speak Mandarin. Uh, so she's got, you know, a lot of really authentic, cool Chinese dishes like lazi ji, the traditional Chinese fried chicken and other things like that. Next up, we've got Alberto Sabadini, who's not with us today. He's doing La Tigella, former executive chef at the kitchen. He's doing an ultra-regional sandwich from Bologna called Tigella, which are these little uh, uh, pockets of dough, basically, that you put in a, a press uh, and then stuff with delicious Italian meats and cheeses. It's like the, you know, the, the classic lunch in Bologna that people have every day. Uh, next up after that would be Jolie Tierra. So uh, it's all uh, really contemporary, upscale Mexican uh, cuisine. So uh, a lot of different masa um, uh, tacos that he's doing uh, and a lot of other things that are really cool. ton of moles that you don't see a lot as well, really specialty stuff. Uh, and then last up is uh, Aaron Land, uh, Landy, doing Eridu. So it's kind of our ancient grain stall, and it's really killer, um, healthy kind of uh, new American cuisine. You really went out of your way with burgers with that. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just want a good cheeseburger yes. and a cold beer, right? Yes, you do. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> but that shared plate that you're going to do. One other way. That charcuterie plate. It's going to be right there, baby. Yeah, it's going to be great. And last up, too, I just want to mention Boxcar Coffee, Vajra Rich. They do all their own roasting. They've been a real staple in the scene in Boulder. And they're going to do a lot of really cool new coffee drinks as well and have a killer spot. Uh, and then up coffee. on the rooftop, we've got a great oyster program that we're putting together right now. Too. Did you do the website and the, the video behind this? Because I'll tell you, your website is on hit. Yeah. I love it, folks. Check it out that Rosetta Hall. Yeah, yeah it is Donovan really nice. Is awesome. Everything yeah. this guy's you, done, well, I'm super what. glad to partner with him. And, and we're going to break off but here's really what you left me with here donovan for those of the folks that are listening on iheart radio um donovan didn't have any notes you know <laughs> he he you are obviously um entrenched in this project yes, sir. and you are very much so a part of this and its success and i think with all of these working parts together it's going to be a great thing and i can't wait to get up there and eat some food well, thank you we're looking forward to it thank you for your time today thank Absolutely. you donovan thank donovan you green justin brunson what up? Uh, what up? What More up? burgers? Yeah, we got some pastrami uh, sandwiches made with that River Bear American Meats pastrami. Don't think Colorado's nice. only locally made pastrami. Justin, we Nice. Know. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good night, all right? You bet. Thank you, Justin. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with uh, Chef Aaron Landy um, and Eridu. 
Yes. And we've been hearing about Eridu for a little while, and now it's come to fruition, and I can't wait to catch up with Aaron Landy. He's up next on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Now. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! <laughs> and now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by... Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com Feed me all night long. All night long in the kitchen, because that's where we love to be. In the kitchen right now at Studio Kitchen Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Little Rich Schneider, Dave Avery off tonight. All's well in the world as we continue talking about Rosetta Hall. A new hall opening up in Boulder in October, coming soon. It's it's uh, well anticipated. And this gentleman right here, he's kept us abreast of all of the happenings that are going on and pretty much the instrumental part of bringing this to the show tonight. We can't thank you enough. Chef Aaron Landy, how are you, sir? I am well. How are you guys today? Eridu, you're about to bust this off, man. This is going to be good. It's about to happen. We got about five full minutes. We want it just Aaron Landy, five minutes. You rock and roll, man. Where do we begin? 
That sounds great. Well, let's talk about Eridu for a second. So um, I'm doing ancient grains and legumes, trying to stay as local as I can with everything. Uh, basically, I'm doing salads, I'm doing pilafs, I'm doing risottos, all using kind of uh, combinations of local grains and legumes. Um, we're, for example, highlighting millet right here. Um, this millet's coming from Gene Hediger, uh, just up north in Nunn. And what we're trying to do is take these grains and transform them. So what we've done here is we cook down the millet as if it was polenta. We hit it with cheese, we spread it out on a sheet tray, and then we griddled it and fried it up. Uh, Those of with you green listening mohawk. on iHeartRadio, fantastic. Aaron's going to explain as much in detail as possible for those that are listening. But Facebook, get full value and join us on our Facebook. <laughs> Facebook stream right now. Go ahead, Aaron. And of course, right now with the season, everything's coming locally. Um, I'm building salads at Eridu. Uh, one of the salads that we've got highlighted over there is the is the Eridu salad. So the grain combination for that is uh, right here. This is a beautiful basmati rice from India, and then everything else is local. Then we've got uh, quinoa coming from White Mountain, which is you guys. We got a millet coming from Gene Hediger, and this serves as a base. Um, and then we're adding different grains and legumes to. Get get those complete proteins happening. So with this, what I like to do, a little bit of this in here, um, we have a couple of dressings that we're going to highlight, and I'd like both to taste. This one is an avocado pepita. We didn't want to do the same dressings that everybody's doing. We didn't want to put, <laughs> we didn't want to put, um, uh, cilantro in the oh in the avocado. God, we Aaron. didn't want to go down the same road that Quick everyone Quick factoids. Do you know what pepita is, Greg? No, but we, it's Jay just ah. learned tonight it is pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seed. Here's another option. This is a muscatel vinaigrette that we're going to be playing with. Muscatel vinegar comes from dessert wine. comes from dessert grapes. So we're going to either be going nice and savory or a little bit on the sweeter. So this one, I, I think we're going to go savory and have the, uh, the kind of normal Eridu salad. So we've got a little red onion. We've got some peppers. These come from a combination of Tui Farm and Cure Farm. We've got corn coming from Munson Farm. Everything just kind of goes in. Two different kinds of cucumbers from Tui Farm again. And we've got a little sweet 100 tomatoes from my friend Ann Cure. We've also got a little bit of a garbanzo bean. These are from Ann Cure. These are my favorite beans that we have. These are Jacob's cattle and, um, and yellow eye. And these are really specific to here, native to here. Grow wonderfully here. One thing that we've been talking about a lot in the process of establishing Eridu and trying to get established is uh, stewarding the land. All these... All these farmers that we're dealing with are, are really uh, into uh, what's going on in the soil, how to take care of the soil, how to maintain sustainability, cover crops, compost, all of this stuff. Um, this is not operations where there's some machine doing everything. These people are down with their soil. It's, it makes an incredible difference in the tastes and in the connection to the food. Um, so again, this is all stuff from right here, so we can actually get a taste of what, like, Boulder County specifically tastes like. And Aaron, wait a second, though. Jump in and tell people because what a lot don't understand because most people weren't born when this fad was around was you sure. have created a mi macro biotic diet right there, my friend. A, a, a little bit, yeah. It's, it's very protein concerned. What I'm trying to do is do big plant proteins and not so much emphasis on the animal proteins. Now, we are going to always have a three-ounce cut of animal protein available. It'll be Wisdom Chicken, it'll be Peterson Beef, it'll be Triple M Bar Lamb, it'll be actually Golden Sun Tofu, which is made right here outside of Denver. Um, so there's always going to be that option, but we're trying to Plate put... that real quick. It's <laughs> we're, so good. We're I trying to... Uh, we're trying to put the emphasis again on the plant proteins 
rather than the animal proteins. Again, topping further protein, a little bit of pepitas, right? Eridu, please go. <laughs> Rosetta Hall, uh -oh. they're opening up. This uh -oh. is, screams bolder to oh, me. Oh, man. Screams delicious Oops. food, Aaron Landy. Look at, he's got some some onions, some uh, fermented onions onion. there. And then here uh, we go. And this is how it looks. And then, you know, we also have, this is really cool. Eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, back at it. I love hour number two of the Modern Eater show. Like, anything goes, hour number two, Brian. Oh, oh, oh hey, man. This is a mile-high Rocky Mountain show right now, and I've got a food coma starting, man. I love the food around Aaron here. Aaron stuff really cool. I mean, and, and to believe there's no meat in there, it makes you still feel good. <laughs> I love Vegetarians it. Vegetarians taste delicious. <laughs> I asked, I said, Justin, you don't have to do it, man, but I love having you in the kitchen. Please come over. Second hour of the show is so much fun. Chef Justin Brunson, he's going to co-host with us, Brian, for the hey, second hour Hey, it's Greg Holland back. Any more these days, when I go I out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious radio food and commercials. Great, but I also want to eat where I we know my money. Out. I, we're still on Facebook right now, but we've got a little commercials going. Jared, can you hear me back at the station? Okay, we're good. All right. I was just wondering. Live radio, Jay, what? No man, it's master. Oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, man, technically that's not my fault. So I feel good about that, but it is it is live radio. Rosetta Hall, what is it, Justin? Rosetta Hall, our Boulder's first food hall. It's going to be awesome. What a, what a great lineup of talented chefs and uh, great uh, ownership, too. Boulder's first food hall. And we have the, uh, I mean, pretty much the lion's share of the chefs here with us tonight. I call it an all-staff meeting. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of, it's the first time a lot of us are meeting tonight and trying each other's food. And it's just making me more excited to be part of the project. This segment brought to you by Justin's favorite gluten-free bread. It's Gluten-Free Things in John Irvin in Arvada and Gluten-Free Things. Oh. Don't you like that? That's lovely. What a great product. You love that stuff. Uh, so thank you, Gluten-Free Things. Right now joining us on the show is Joseph Lee. And Joseph, this is cool because as we were, I was studying your business earlier, and uh, it, it is a tier. Yes. How are you? Good. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right. Are you excited for this oh, new project? So excited. Yeah. Right. yeah okay. Cool. So. Okay, Joseph. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my man Greg a little trivia question again tonight. Oh, no. Second um, you know what Tierra is, man? Uh, it's something you put on top of your head and win a pageant. With. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> a that Tierra. Tierra. I did that as a joke, boys. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I did that as a joke. Great. Oh, Jay. Jay, are you going to chime in? Well, I'd, I would like because to say I'm probably earth or soil or Bingo. Dirt. Yeah. Bingo, Bosco. Oh, the there we go. from the Spanish word. Yes. I know. I'm Tierra Madre, man. I'm what does that mean, I'm man? Mother Earth. Earth. Exactly. Okay. So there we go. A uh, very Latin gentleman joining us on the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Italy. <laughs> it's right. Joseph Lee. How are you? Good. I'm great. Good to see you. What are we working with here? Uh, today I've got uh, carnitas taco, salsa matcha, which is a salsa-based uh, it's, it's variety of chilies, uh, peanuts, almonds, sesame seeds, garlic. It's all toasted together in oil and then uh, kind of coarsely ground. Um, have you been letting that age? Because I'll tell you, I get a mole when I I just tasted There's, that. Uh, I think it comes from the variety of chilies. I was looking for the kind of 
there's some some of the chilies have these kind of raisiny, caramelly, deep, roasty, smoky notes. So that's kind of what I'm going for, especially with the nuts as well. It's probably what's. I almost thought it was chocolate, man. I'll tell you that that taco tasted awesome. Thank New you. flavors that I haven't had in a taco. Thank you. So. Justin, you like tacos. I love tacos, and yeah. that's one of the best tacos I've ever eaten. Really? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. The quality of the products, that salsa, the handmade tortilla, uh, absolutely amazing. He's firing one together right now. That handmade tortilla, boy, that's pretty small, man. I eat about 45 <laughs> of those things. The, uh, the masa flour I'm sourcing from California, that's one of the few things that I'm not sourcing locally. It's uh, from a company called Masienda, and they source their corn. It's an heirloom corn variety from Mexico. Uh, just the depth of flavor with his tortillas is just beyond looks, anything you can try any. Yeah, any you met with Spencer and Amy because I know they, they brought me this. It's so funny that yeah. he's talking about this grain out of California because they brought it to me. We love our friends at Bow and Arrow down south, but the reality is, is these guys are making a flour, a corn flour that yeah. no one else is doing that's got an incredible texture. Wait, you just blew my mind. A corn flour, that just seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> is it? No? No. Corn flour. No, not at all. Well, man, it's all about the flour is just the fact that it's ground. Oh, and yeah. that's really all that it is. I mean, and we don't call it powder, but flour. Exactly. Yeah. So when when this is a reduced, uh, what did you make right here? This The salsa, do you mean? Yeah. Or yeah. The, yeah. So that's salsa, his chilies, yeah. This is a salsa oh. matcha. This is uh, pasillas from Oaxaca, uh, some marita chilies, which is giving it a little bit of the smoke. Is it hot? Um, it's It's got a little bite. I'm, what I'm trying to do with this concept is balance flavor. So you get a little bit of heat, but nothing over the top. I'm not trying to blow your your taste buds out of, uh-huh. out of your mouth. You know, I want you to be able to taste the the, the tortilla. You know, the tortilla alone is just I could eat that by itself. It's so amazing. And I just want you know a balance of flavors so you can taste everything. You can taste the fennel and the slaw. You can taste the pork. Uh, the pork is just amazing quality. It's uh, coming from Buckner Family Farms. And Clint and his wife are just the sweetest people, and they know how to raise their animals. They're, they're so good to their animals, and it really shows in the product. You seem like a really interesting guy. I mean, I'm just <laughs> catching those vibes, right? Definitely. Justin, what's the first question you would ask this chef? Man, I'm just super excited to get to know everybody, man. You know? I'm not really, like, meeting you people and drilling them with questions. <laughs> this is called a yeah, I definitely want to know where you're from. I mean, why tacos? Um, Great question. Originally, there we go. Yeah. Nice, Justin. <laughs> uh, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, went to culinary school. Go Cubs. Right on. Uh, went to culinary school, worked in country clubs and a lot of the country clubs, the staff, the cooks are predominantly Mexican. So I picked up a lot of Mexican food, you know, family meals. You want to make the guys happy. Um, so you make a lot. I learned how to make salsas, you know, carnitas, things like that. Um, then I moved to New York City. I lived there and worked there for eight years. I was going to ask what took you out to New York because that's like the big game. It's you you jumped in. Game. Yeah, if you know if you want to be a chef, it's a great place to go. Um, you know, there's no shortage of amazing chefs out there, amazing restaurants, uh, always something new. Spent eight years there. I worked for uh, Chef John Fraser at the Standard Hotel. Oh, awesome. I was going to say that was yeah. a big. Nah, yep, you brought that's it out. No Good, work. Right there, Good work. Good work. That's uh, a big time. You know, yeah. That really was a turning point in my career. Uh, the chef de cuisine, Alex Aparicio, really took me under his wing. You know, I'd never done Michelin prior to that, and he saw something in me. And you know, forever thankful for that opportunity. Um, but really showed me what you could do with food. Just the amount. I have so much respect for just the Michelin, the level of cuisine, the level of technique, everything that goes into making a Michelin star level restaurant. Um, 
spent two years with them, and then went on to Il Buco, which is a famous Italian restaurant in New York City. I learned how to make pasta from scratch, did some charcuterie, some blood sausage, things like that. Uh, whole animal butchery, another great learning experience. Um, I told you he was an interesting and, dude. Yeah, I could tell. and so all from what side of Chicago did you grow up? I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Glenview. Okay. I spent several years as, you know, I moved out. I lived in Wicker Park for several years. Have you ever been a super dog? Super dog. You know, <laughs> it's my big regret. I used to drive down all the time as a kid and never made it down there. <laughs> So as Jay would say, 2019, the year of our Lord, here it is, Boulder, Colorado, Rosetta Hall opening up. What is it that you're hoping to do with Rosetta Hall or accomplish within you and your cuisine or your business model? Rosetta Hall, what is it to you? Um, I think it's super important for a chef these days to use local, sustainable, organic, and support local farmers. I think that's huge. You know, the chef from Blue Hill is very vocal about sustainability and, you know, the earth, which is where my, the name of my, my concept comes from, you know, everything from the earth. Um, and I want to educate people, bring, make them aware of these great products like Buckner Family Farms, Cure Farms, Tui Farms. Um, also just, you know, most people when they think tacos, you know, little hole in the wall, you know, dollar taco. Um, I'm trying to elevate a little bit more. You know, it's, it's been done. I'm not the first to do it, but, it, you know, maybe in Boulder to bring it to this level, hopefully. Yeah, the $30 taco. <laughs> I won't have a $30 <laughs> taco, but it certainly will be pricier than some of my competitors. Justin, this is cool, right? You're getting to know Joseph. In, yeah, in, no, it's awesome. What he's doing is just super cool. He's using great local cor- or, uh, great corn products, great local pork. I mean, this salsa, man, this is, this is amazing, man. Good. Nobody's doing yeah. this in Denver you know, no. or Boulder. So I think Joseph's over here is going to crush it. You have some things you can learn from this uh, Oh, most definitely. I can't, you know, that's the best thing about these food halls is the third one I'm part of. I, you know, just the community and getting to know people and working together. Uh, and it's a lot of fun, you know, like we rise together, we fall together. We're all part of the same team and family. So uh, I can't wait to uh, just be part of this whole thing. Being able to collaborate. I think that's such a cool thing at yeah. these, at these food halls, because you bring two great people like yourselves together and you have such different backgrounds. And so the, what you're going to be able to feed off of each other yeah. seems just insane. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm from Iowa, by the way. Ah, nice. <laughs> You'll probably hear about River Bear American Meats for some sourcing, too. And, Justin, just like you said earlier in the show, you can't wait to meet other purveyors and farmers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the cool thing. They're putting this great list of purveyors together, and some of them we might not know. So that that's super cool. Hey, uh, Jay Parker, I, I want to blow Joseph's mind because this is going to be a freebie. For him. This idea, I don't okay. want anything out of this. All right, All right. No, mind, oh, oh, wow, back up, everyone. Jay's yeah, mind, put down your pens. <laughs> Jay's mind-blowing moment brought to you by Bruce Beers. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, pastrami tacos. Pastrami tacos, yeah. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's been done. Uh, uh, great idea, Jay. Yeah. Hey, in Is my defense, it hasn't been done up here before. <laughs> so just like yeah. I created talk Remember, to text. Remember, Jay lives in the suburbs. It's okay. Just like we we cre- love him. Listen, just like I created talk to text up here. I mean, it was a decade after it happened. Yeah. But technically, not in here, so I invented it. So, but there you go. Well, I mean, pastrami taco yeah, with I, river bear, you know? I invented Uber, you know? <laughs> But it never worked out that way. Joseph Lee, man, Tierra, go check them out. It's in Rosetta Food Hall, and it's in Boulder, Colorado. You're going to be a star, man. Thank you. You are a star. Thank you. Gosh, what am I doing? You're a star. Thank you, sir, so much. Natasha Hess, she's up next right here on the Modern Eater Show, off to the little rich corner on iHeartRadio. 
choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Okay, back to the show talking about Rosetta Hall in Boulder just opening up in October in just a minute. But right now, Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Here's the guy installing tap lines. You think tap lines? What's the big deal with tap lines? Tap lines are important, Jay, right? You know they are. How many times have you poured beer that was just terrible? I pour terrible beer all the time, but let's not talk about where. But it's a real thing. It's real bad. And guess what, Greg? You can't hide it from your guests. Yeah. So don't go play. No, never mind. <laughs> you're like you looked at me like you're about to say where I was. No. Oh no. <laughs> Give me. You don't care. Uh, Jeff Rourke in A Plus Pepper Solutions. He makes sure that you're not pouring terrible beer. He's going to put in custom tap lines for you, or he's going to do maintenance. Whatever the case may be, the brewer wants their beer to taste just like they intended it to taste, right out of their uh, kettles. Brian, if you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you guys doing? You're, You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. It's a simple phone call away. Brian, do you have you. your pin? I do. Thank you for asking. 272 One more time. His phone's on him. If the wheels are falling off your tap system, the temperature's not right. Brunson, you own five restaurants, man. You have to pour good beer. Hey, a shout-out, Sean Smiley. Call right now, Jeff Rourke. And A-plus beverage solutions, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it on The Modern Eater Show as we continue to highlight all of these great chefs that are making up the collaboration that is Rosetta Hall that opens early October. Thank you. Keep an eye out, and rosettahall.com is where you will find out more information. And tell me you can't smell that fresh basil right now, folks. If there was smell-o-vision on the radio, it'd be right here. Check us us out on our Facebook Live. Chef Justin Brunson continues with us because these are his colleagues now at Rosetta Hall, and here is Natasha. Natasha Hess and the Ginger Pig. Very cool to see you. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. You're beaming. She's Such an honor to be here. She got here early, Brian. Early. I love it. I, I like love people it. that get here early. When you get She's to hang on out her with game. Justin Brunson, you get here early. She wanted to see the lay <laughs> of the me. land. You could have better company. <laughs> no, you really couldn't. Tonight's a good night, and the company is great. Natasha, now you started out uh, with so many um, mentors, I, I should say. Yes, I've been so lucky. I am. Um, this is my third career. I used to be in sports TV, and then I was an attorney. And I was a Chinese major in college and lived in China and just had a real serious passion for Chinese food. And I would come home from lawyering, and I had a CSA at Isabel Farm. And it was kind of my meditation to come home and play with all their vegetables. They had 80 different types of vegetables at the time. 
and I would come home from a long day in court or I was doing divorce, bankruptcy, criminal laws, really depressing. So when I'd get home and get to recreate some of the dishes I had um, from when I lived in China, it was really special. And I realized, I think I need to do this for the rest of my life. Like, this felt like happiness, and I never felt happy being a lawyer. I feel intellectually outnumbered right here just by one person <laughs> at the table. I, I mean, didn't even go to college. So. <laughs> Jay, community college? Uh, a, a full, uh, like, six, seven months? Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I didn't find out till about six or seven months in that I was taking classes that didn't even count towards college credits because of my placement. So I went to community college, but I was taking high school courses. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. You continue, <laughs> continue with the food show. <laughs> oh, we learn something new every day. <laughs> the reason you're here is now that you're flexing and going from your food truck that is where all the time, Brian? Natasha. Tasha's always at Isabel Farms with uh, Natalie and Jason over there. Great people. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've I've been partnered with those guys for years and years, and ever since they really started. Do you remember their first farmhand? He moved out of town, and he was one of my favorites. And uh, th- but th- those two, I mean, really, what Natalie is doing there? I mean, because she really runs runs the how everything gets out of the farm. Right. You know, Jason's behind the scenes, but Natalie is is. Like right there, and they've got that great spot there in Lafayette. Yeah, and it's been incredibly special for us. Um, like I said, I got my kind of start there with their CSA, so to be able to put our food truck there and plant it kind of Austin, Portland style instead of driving around everywhere, um, it's been the perfect home for us. And we look right behind the truck and we see all the vegetables, and then we get to play with them and put specials on, and they're literally 50 feet away. It's the most farm to table you can get it's you know immediate and so it's been really special for us we've had a great time all summer working on recipes in anticipation of rosetta hall um, and we're going to keep the truck at isabel farm and we're probably going to reopen it in the spring a couple days a week so we're going to have two locations which that, is going to make a few people happy i know congratulations that's thank big. you thank that's you big. that's what i was going to ask what's going to happen to the food truck but now we know the answer to that justin you ever had a food truck food truck yeah. no never no, I'm not a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> My dad lets me drive in the driveway. The, but <laughs> the food truck thing's always uh, it's it's such a cool thing, man. It's a what a great way for people to start their business, get their name out there. Um, it's a, way more work than having a your own restaurant, your own standalone restaurant because you got to go to a kitchen, yeah. you got to prep it. You got to order your stuff. You got to get it there. You got to prep it there. You got to load the truck. You got to take the truck out. Then you got to feed all the people. And then you got to come back and do all the dishes. Yeah, I, I mean, it's twice as much work. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you, I don't want to interrupt, but I have to say, I never had a 20 hour day as an attorney. <laughs> and I never had a 100 hour week as an attorney. And we've had plenty of those. Um, I did skip over the mentor part. And I want to go back to that real quick because that's really the most important part of my story and the reason we're still in business. Um, I was really fortunate to get to work for Carrie Baird as an intern at Brazen for five months, and then she came and worked on my truck for four months, and that's really um, a huge reason why we're still here, to be trained by um, someone who's so amazing and so thoughtful and really the best leader I've ever met. She's brilliant, and um, I've had some other mentors as well, but she's been the most influential. Carrie is amazing. I love she's how a great she's chef. putting together this salad right here in front of us as she's speaking. Uh, you guys, I was overhearing a conversation that I thought was really cool because, Tasha, you're a very inquisitive gal. You ask a lot of questions, and here's a conversation I overheard with you and Justin before the show. You said to Justin, Justin, what do I do with the chef inside of me versus the entrepreneur 
inside of me. When business and, gets in the way of being a chef. And Justin, <laughs> you have some very good answers to that. Do you mind if we revisit that, guys, for a couple of minutes? Good, good. This really helped me earlier because there are a lot of chefs and there are a lot of entrepreneurs. There aren't a lot of chefs that are entrepreneurs, and there are not a lot of chefs that are entrepreneurs like Justin Brunson, who's done many different types of concepts. So for me to be in an environment like Rosetta and have eight other chefs that I can work with, that's really the most valuable thing for me here. Um, yesterday I was working on a new fish recipe, and um, Aaron from Airdu was on my truck helping me. There's a real serious community here that's really special. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, but yeah, go back to the entrepreneur thing. It was a cool conversation, and this is where my nosiness actually pays <laughs> off for those types of things. Justin, you had a great answer to that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, you know, as a chef, you, you spend all this time, you want to become a chef, and then you open a restaurant, and you're like, well, now I have to be a business person. And uh, as you grow and learn, and, you know, you really, really, really want to be the best chef you can be, but we're, this is the business. That's how we feed our families yeah. and feed other families, you yeah. know? Like, I have 125 employees. Those people expect me to give them a check and make sure it's good yeah. and keep the lights on. So we're providing for our families, all of our employees' families, and then we're also supporting all these beautiful local farmers and right. ranchers and uh, I in use the restaurant. A, I use a lot of cabbage, yeah. but that was one of the examples. But cutting the cabbage and, and pre-packaging, uh, it, where yeah. does it go? And saving money. What do you do with that as a chef with an entrepreneur I mean, and wanting it, to grow a business but keep that integrity of the chef? It's a fine line of being able to keep your integrity as a chef and become a business person that runs a business that makes money. Because if you're not making money, it doesn't matter. You can be the best chef in the world. You're not going to have a restaurant that's open, and then all your employees are going to lose their businesses or lose their jobs, and those families won't be provided for. So being a, a business person, an entrepreneur, is, I mean, it's every bit, it's more important than being a good chef. Can you no? still find great products and keep the integrity of what yeah. you're trying to do as a chef? Is it just, what is it, just home, homework, uh, studying hard, yeah, networking? Just figuring out where you can do the things you want to do the way you want to do them and still keep your doors open. I mean, well, it's a, I mean, the restaurant business is one of the hardest businesses out there. Greg, I'm going to say something that I, I, I want to point out to our listeners. It's really important what Justin just said because he respects the facts that he has 125 people that work for him. So at a minimum, he's got at least 60, 70 families that he is supporting. And a lot of, a lot of business owners don't think about this, but we're the ones helping them make their mortgage payment. We're the one helping them make their insurance. We're putting groceries on the table. And, and Justin just highlighted that, that, you know, hey, listen, I've got a sense of community because these 125 people that I support, they have someone to support as well. And that's important. So It's Natasha Hess time. You've got that elevator speech. You've got one minute to talk about the juniper. Uh, I'm sorry. The juniper, ginger pig, the gin, ginger, ginger pig, pig, baby. Hey, you got me on that one, Jay. That, that's Sorry, my, that's, that was from that's that was, my that. fault. I planted that before the show ever started. <laughs> I mean, genuinely. I'm like, are you thinking about this? He's like, I wasn't before you said that. <laughs> the ginger pig. Please talk about it. Um, we started in the summer of 2016 as a food truck. This is our fourth summer. We're on our fourth transmission and our third engine. We can't wait to work inside. <laughs> super hot summers, super cold winters. This is a food trucker's dream, um, and to get to be a part of this community, and it's just a huge, huge honor. We're so excited. 
come see us at 11th and Walnut. This is something we could have never imagined, couldn't have ever dreamt up. We're going to be uh, in downtown Boulder, and we can't wait. She's a heck of a chef, Natasha Hess. And um, this is a person I'm going to go see at Rosetta Hall because I'd love to follow this story. Thank you for the delicious food. It's great. Coming up next, we're going to continue. They just keep coming at us. And Julia Verix, Julia is with Petite Fleur. And she, have you met Julia yet, Justin? You have not. Nope. You'll meet her next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches, with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The Modern Eater loves Rome Sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Back to the show in just a second, you guys, but before we do that, we have to talk bread. Bread is my favorite. I don't know about you. I'm but like, I, are we back? We, yeah. I've yeah. got a favorite, Jay. It's Aspen <laughs> Baking is one of my favorite bread companies. What do you like, Jay? I like Aspen Baking as well, and let me tell you about them. They're an all-natural bakery here in Denver. What does all-natural mean? All-natural means no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of their bread. And when I say any of their bread, I'm talking about hoagies, focaccia, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster roll, pound cakes, coffee cakes, and they do catering, box lunches, two different styles. Brian, you own a big business with a lot of employees. Wouldn't you like to cater for them from time to time? I would love to call someone and have them deliver sandwiches to my office. That's right. You want to get a hold of Aspen Baking, and it's pretty easy. Aspenbaking.com. And again, the best bread in Denver, all natural, no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of it. Aspenbaking.com. One more time, and then I'll go away. It's Aspenbaking.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, as we continue highlighting Rosetta Hall. It's opening in Boulder in October. 
October, Brian. This is exciting because there are so many people here tonight that are just the nucleus of what's going to happen. Well, do you feel the energy, man? It's like an all-staff meeting because they're all trying everybody's food and, and back and forth, and we are able to highlight that tonight, and what an honor. Myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Chef Justin Brunson co-hosting with us this hour, and right now, Julia Verricks. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. Did I say that right, Julia? Julia Verricks, yeah. Yep, Julia Verricks and Petite Fleur. Yes, exactly. Good to see you. So right now what we're showing, first of all, a little bit about you, Julia. Uh, well, I'm a German-American. I uh, lived in Boulder, Colorado for a little bit for four years from my high school uh, time. I uh, lived in California for 12 years. I got my degree in France, uh, in Paris. And then I've been living in Amsterdam, uh, the Netherlands, for about the past eight years. And I just moved back for this opportunity to have my own company. Do you speak? Uh, do you speak? You've been in several countries now. Do you speak which other language? Do you speak Dutch? Uh, I can understand Dutch, but um, I can't speak it because okay. I mostly speak English there. How about German? Uh, German, I can understand as well. I just can't speak it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And what brought you to Colorado? Um, this job opportunity. Oh, really? Hall. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. So you're a new transplant to Colorado. I, I lived here when I was in uh, high school for four okay. years. Okay. Yeah. So I have wow. some family here as well. So it's not uh, so terrifying. Are you excited about this new venture that you're going down? Yeah, it's been my dream for as long as I can remember. This is what I'm good at. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I've known that since I was a kid. I've been fortunate enough to know that this is what I want. So, Petit Fleur, what are you going to be doing at Rosetta Hall? Uh, at Rosetta Hall, basically I'm doing small quality uh, qu quantity of uh, desserts. Um, I'm doing vegan uh, donuts. I'm doing frozen yogurt. Everything I'm making uh, myself from scratch. I pay attention to where everything is from. Um, a lot of the food, uh, the desserts that I have are also vegan and gluten-free and friendly. And also I have the full fat, full sugar for the people that just yeah, want a yeah, huge yeah. slice of cake. Yeah. I, I, that's me. I'm, Justin, can we, you and I go? I like vegan desserts as well. I like it all. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, a little bit of everything. I like lots of cream and lots of sugar. I'll rub well, it all over I, you, baby. I you're mean, you're like sexier that. when you're look like that. Me. Does it look like I like I know. sugar? If we're going hiking for a long time and we might get lost, you're the man I'm taking. Because if anything hits the fan... You're the man I'm eating. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, going hiking. I'm going fly fishing. <laughs> <after, right? laughs> I'm a dessert guy, right? I like desserts. You're Jay, sweet. you like desserts? I mean, I, I hated it because, well, and I was fortunate because I didn't like sugar and I, and my, I would go salty, whatever. Now I am, yes. That's the long story. I, now on. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, ice cream. I love ice cream. I yes. have a feeling oh, that this lady next to me might put on another 10 pounds on this beautiful thing over here. <laughs> <laughs> on that frame. Uh, your passion for desserts, where does it come from? Um, I think it comes from my passion from feeding people. I love feeding people. I like creating something from ingredients and making it into something pretty and feeding. So that's beautiful, and you're feeding, and yeah. we're not pretty. Can we, yeah. just, can we destroy <laughs> this right now? Yeah, if you wanted to, go for it. I, I would be completely okay with that. But let her put the that. rest. I see some awesome figs. Yeah, She's about to go down on. What, I mean. are you gonna get, what are you going to put together here for us? Um, on top of the cake, I'm going to put some freshly cut uh, figs. Jay, will you grab some plates? Yeah. And uh, some edible organic flowers and a little bit of uh, pistachio for some pop. So delicate for some uh, guys as rough as us, right? Yeah. But I like a delicate dessert. Pretty much. And aesthetics are very important, right? Mm. 
uh, aesthetics with what you do because look at this is pristine. It's ridiculous. If you look at this on mm -hmm. our Facebook live stream, uh, what what is this cake here? It, does this have a cream cheese? Yeah, so it's a cream cheese rose buttercream, and the way I covered it is a naked cake, so you're supposed to see the layers through everything, so it's a little bit more minimal than perfect and pristine. Um, it is a chai apple cake with a little fig puree and a pear and apple uh, raisin compote. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, folks, I got to tell you, you got to go over to RosettaHall.com because this whole show, I mean, I don't want to sound weird, Julia. I've been drooling over on the website. You are taking one of these cakes and putting the frosting on it. I've been watching it the whole show, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. So big part of me couldn't wait to meet you Good. because what you were doing just looks – you've got an eye for it. I will tell you that. Right, I'm waiting to see if if the eye and the tongue just connect because I love sweets yeah. and what you're doing. I am like. Good. Are you the only game in town in Rosette Hall when it comes to sweets? You have to go to you? Yeah, exactly. Come to me if you want good pastry and I, I work hard at it and I really pay attention to what's in it. So Justin's doing a breakfast program. Yeah, right. Yeah. Breakfast sandwiches. Will you have something to complement that in the morning? Uh, yeah, I will have my donuts and I'm also thinking about maybe doing some kind of a you know secret menu uh, you can whisper something I put a little egg on the donut or these kinds of things wait Kim, let's make a secret right now tell me a secret what's that secret menu uh, well if you like whisper something to me I haven't decided what it is well let's decide right now you just come <laughs> no, up to my stall you and you in. just yeah you just come and you can just say egg Julia is this egg, like egg? Safe yeah word? yeah yes like safe word no, this, exactly. this is the opposite this is an unsafe word because you're, you're gonna get the good stuff cut this why uh, so we're gonna use egg yeah the modern eater listeners you're hearing this right now you go to Rosetta Hall you say the Julia egg <laughs> Right? You better train your employees. Oh, I will. I will. I'll keep my word. Don't worry about it. And what are they going to get again if they say egg? Uh, an egg on top of a really nice vegan donut. But the thing is, with these vegan donuts, you don't know they're vegan. Have you ever heard of Krispy Kreme donuts? Well, yes. Okay. It tastes like that, but vegan. So. But vegan. Yeah. You, you had me a donut. <laughs> and so basically just no animal products. In the donut, exactly. Okay. But it's going to taste... It tastes exactly like a Krispy Kreme donut to me. I'm probably one of the biggest meat eaters out there, and I absolutely love vegan food when it's done properly. Like you, yes. I mean, just I mean, just the quality of ingredients, yeah. the love that goes through it, and eating clean. I mean, you need a little bit of everything in your life. Yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of people that have vegan food might add too much sugar or a lot of preservatives, and I don't do that. You just have to work your butt off a little bit harder, and then you can figure out the proper way to make it without any of that stuff. Look how delicate that is. This I know. Cake is gorgeous. I just it's feel just like, like destroying it, though, for some reason. I want that everywhere Hold on, on me. I want to rub it on me. I know. Well, her personality and what she's doing with this food, I mean, how could you not have an instant crush on Julia? I mean, seriously. <laughs> and she's a ginger. ginger. Yes, I love it. Yeah. We got to stick together. We're a dying breed. Yeah, we are. <laughs> is it okay to say, can I say ginger? I don't think yeah, I Yeah, of course you can. Oh, okay. You can even Freckles go up rock. to some gingers like on the street and be like, yeah, gingers. Up, ginger? I always want to do I? that. <laughs> that was the best thing of the show right there. <laughs> That's why we had you, Justin. I'm not for everybody. Okay, so <laughs> what are you doing right now? Uh, this is very important to you. Are you Mitch matching these in some particular way? Because this seems like... Uh, no, she's just giving us some depth and it's texture. Like Look at that. Yeah, yes. this cake oh. is a piece of art for yeah, sure. I can't give you guys a boring cake. And I like the, you call this a 
A naked cake, yeah. Naked. I love exactly. I love this because it's not too much. There's always too much frosting. Yeah. Right? Let's taste the cake. Yeah. And people put a ton of frosting on there to mask a shitty cake. It's raw. Exactly. <laughs> Here, I heard an old interesting fact that you're never supposed to put a cake because of the frosting in a refrigerator. That you're always supposed to leave it out. Have you ever have, have you ever heard that, or is that real? Because it becomes too moist, all the sugar, all that butter, all that fat goes straight into the cake and it becomes too moist. So yes. Is that that's okay? Correct. Yep. Someone told me once, leave a cake at room temperature after exactly. you get it. What are you gonna do in the middle of this thing? Because it seems like some there's a big aha moment. Coming. The floor. In the, the middle, floor. I don't do anything. Nothing? No. no I'm just going to leave it awesome. simple. I thought you were going to take a, a Facebook Live. You should check this out right now. In the middle, I thought you were just going to take a fistful of the <laughs> what you have there and just plop it in the middle. This is petite floor. You want to do things delicately, huh? Yeah. Look at the look on Jay's face. He almost has this concerned look like he's not getting some of this no, cake. No, what Jay's look is right now is that at 2 a.m., when the lights are off and Netflix are on, he's going to be eating half of this cake tonight. <laughs> I don't I, I don't need any dessert with all of my clothes on. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm naked, Gross. but I just don't have all of my clothes on. Can you, I know. You're not painting a good image for Justin there, Jay. Julia, <laughs> yeah. can you order to go? Um, yes, you can. I know where I'm getting my birthday cake. You're going to get nice yes. little uh, petite floor boxes with a nice ribbon and... Packaged beautifully, just like the desserts, so yeah. Do you like cocktails? I do like cocktails. Okay, up next, cocktails, Petit Flora, and Julia. This is a special treat because Julia Barracks is here with us and put together a delicious cake for us. Brian? I just, I, I want it. I, I mean, give it to me, no, please. Oh, my gosh. What she is doing here, folks. I've, I mean, and we've had some very impressive pastry chefs here on the show. But I got to tell you what Julia is doing from Petite Fleur is just Cock- phenomenal. Thank you, Julia. Cocktails next. Curtis Worthley is coming up. What do you know about Thank Curtis, you. Jay? I know that he is the beverage manager over at Rosetta Hall. Rosetta Bars is what they call it. He's going to come up next. We'll talk to Curtis right here. Last stretch. Booze in the news. All the booze news you can use next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. 
Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. <laughs> look at that look. Are we hot? We're hot. Back at it on the Modern Eater Show. Booze in the news. And all the booze news you can use as we continue. Rosetta Hall, I'm so anxious to see this open up. But every good concept, these halls that actually have the liquor license for the bar, for the whole hall, all the, I mean, think about it. How many restaurants are there? Six, seven restaurants? Central, the central, um, drinking location and as we look at it right now i'm looking at it the about it is a 48 seat oval bar that we haven't been to yet and this is the gentleman that will be running it it's curtis wordley well and greg real quick how many people do you know that have really executed the bar well at a food hall I don't know. And I don't know. I'm hoping I mean, Curtis is a man to <laughs> prove it right. Yeah, so we're going to be focused on a lot of the classic cocktails uh, downstairs. So trying to be really smart about how we have so many people coming in to the hall every day, um, trying to alleviate the what do I want to drink, um, what is in this ingredient, uh, what is this ingredient, um, and trying to be smart about that. So keep them a little bit less inclined to sit there and hold off and wait and wait and wait and then initially have them just know what they want and order that drink. That's a great point. Kurt, can I call you Kurt? Yeah. Okay, Kurt. Jay? Jay, lifetime bartender right here. Jay Parker. Yeah. Modern Eater Show. Well, I mean, we we were going through must-have cocktails. Uh-huh. For a bar. Because that's what you have to do, right? For sure. You and go, you were okay. doing that with Jay? Yeah, with Jay. I know. Okay. Exactly. I mean, that's changed. But okay. Keep, like, keep the mean, conversation. So Jay pours Bud Lights. I mean. <laughs> All day, every day. You want a Bud Light? You want a Coors Light? Hey, Jay's got it. Hey, Kurt, no. like we say in the business, vodka pays the bills. Like, that's the one <laughs> thing that they say. Vodka Listen, I make, I don't, I'm not a cocktail <laughs> guy, but I make stuff, you know. Number one drink you should have and do well at a bar, old-fashioned. Am I wrong or right? That and a Negroni. Anything stirred. Hey, um, come on. The, yeah, What's exactly. Up, uh, yeah. So well, any, it depends anything on the that's bar, stirred. though. No, uh, I mean, a sports okay. bar, you don't have to make a good Negroni because I've never even heard that word in a sports bar. <laughs> the, okay. the tough thing about going into a sports – well, the one thing about going into a bar and, and knowing if they make a good drink is if you ask them for a Negroni and then they shake it. You're like, whoa. 
Yeah. But, okay, Jay, let's pretend right. you're with a cocktail program. Okay. Okay. So you're starting out with our cocktail program. Justin, what's your number one drink you want on I'm your I'm an old-fashioned kid. I like whiskey. You have to have an old-fashioned. Great old-fashioned. Yeah, okay. 100%. Beyond that, so I threw something out at Jay, and he said, nobody knows what you're old, Greg. <laughs> I said... Uh, I, I can't even remember what it was. No. It was oh, it was a... I think it was called a Tom Daniels. Tom Collins. Oh, Tom Collins. Tom Collins, Collins. Yeah. Yeah. That was that wasn't it. That wasn't it. What about a Harvey Wellbanger? We we asked you these questions no, before. Hold on, let's get to the thing because I want Kurt to weigh in on it. What was it though? Hold, I can't even remember. Oh wait, no, it wasn't a Tom Collins. It was um. Well, here, Jay, can no, you? No, it, it was a Roy. It was, oh, a, it was a Rob Roy. Rob, Rob Roy. Roy. Okay. Rob Roy. Do you know what a Rob Roy? Is? Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, come wait, on. Wait, is Rob Roy just like a? Uh, Coke it's with a, grenadine no, in it. No, it's a really, really bad um, barbershop <laughs> up in up in New England, for sure. They're okay. like terrible barbershops. <laughs> where do you begin? Because we could spend an hour on what. But where do you begin with what cocktail? Here you are, Boulder, Colorado. I call yeah. it the People's Republic of Boulder. Uh, everybody cares about sourcing ingredients. Maybe local is very important. What are you doing? So, like I said, we're focused on classics, and then we're going to do riffs on classics. So um, the menu downstairs is all classics on one side. It's literally what we're pouring in the well, um, and that that's that's it on, the, on one side. And then on the other side is just total riffs and fun stuff that we're doing based off of that classic cocktail. And it's in line with it. So you see an old-fashioned, you're like, oh, I definitely want an old-fashioned. You all love whiskey. You're going to be like, I want that old-fashioned. Or you can get the one that's literally right next to it, and it's 114 proof bonded rye with same, like total same kind of different syrup and stuff like that, but a whole different play on like what we're doing. Um, and it takes that pressure off of you being like, do I, what do I want? Like, you already know you want an old fashioned. You're, all of you have said it, I, I want to have an old fashioned. Kurt, let me th- put some pressure. Okay, Justin, I'm yes. coming there, I'm at Folsom Food, and I get a charcuterie plate. What's on my charcuterie plate? What, uh, so we're going to do like charcuterie of the day. So we have like 50 different products we make. So who knows? I mean, okay, we well, give, but well. we got to give Kurt because okay, I want wait, Kurt to make on. a drink for hold that. On. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite things that I make is uh, I make a Calabrese style salumi. And uh, um, it is absolutely full of chilies and garlic and vermouth. Okay. Brian, so I, Brian, you're brilliant because should you not look at the other food concepts to see absolute, what would concept? Absolutely, okay. and that's where, like, the wine program comes into and, and the beers. Um, most of the beers, a lot, all the draft beers are coming local. Um, and like I said, we're trying to be super focused on, on local and sustainability, so we don't want to be sourcing these beers from super far away with this huge carbon footprint coming across. Um, so, like, if he's making this crazy, hot, super spicy thing i would want something personally i would want riesling to cool that all down to be totally honest little acidic wine um or just like a vermouth spritzer like i got right here so this is a a persimmon liqueur um spritz and something to like take that heat in your mouth and really dull it down and then have you go to the next the next uh little bite justin's gonna do a breath breakfast menu sure what are you going to make sure he compliments are we going to just go the bloody mary or are we going to go the spritzes and mimosas aperol spritzes around <laughs> man all right yeah. negronis okay i gotta taste it uh, yeah. as we're on time we have 30 seconds it's sure. the elevator speech you say here's why you should come see us and how i'll compliment this with the bar um we're just 
here to have a lot of fun um, and, and bring a lot of fun and be really community forward um, and not have you scared to come in and be like, what, like I said, what is that? You know, know what it is. You already know what you want. And the one thing about it is, is like, you go into a lot of these bars and stuff like that. You see the cocktail menu, it's six, seven pages long or it's super deep.